This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. Polly Pinter was a painter's friend. This didn't just mean she had friends who were painters, but rather that she helped painters to create their works. This sometimes meant going out and buying the paint and pushing it back to the studios in her wheelbarrow, stretching the canvases, mixing the colours and washing the brushes, things like that. She liked to paint too. It made her feel calm and light and happy, or it had done in the past. As time went on, she didn't always feel as if she was very good, so she was content to put herself to work in the colourful world of those who created great paintings. There are lots of different types of paintings. You'll know this if you've had a look around a gallery, or maybe you've learned about this in school. You'll know this even if you've just played with some paints yourself. I wonder what you decided to do with it. Now, I'm not an expert, but it seems like some paintings look exactly like the thing they're portraying. In fact, some are so realistic, they look almost like photographs. Others, like impressionist paintings, are a bit more imaginative, you could say, with the paint used in dots and spodges to create the scene. The modern and abstract artists like Picasso or Jackson Pollock look at the world in a very different way and don't try to create an exact image, but rather use colours and emotions to create something that goes deeper, trying to capture more than just what we see. Polly loved to gaze at the portraits in the gallery, looking at the beautiful faces of people from centuries past and imagining what their lives would have been like. She found the modern and abstract arts to be a bit confusing, to be perfectly honest. If only she could paint the perfect portrait, she thought. It seemed harder these days to paint anything, and the happy light feeling seemed difficult to find when she picked up her brush. She worked for a very grand painter called Murdo Ashpole. He created beautiful portraits for the rich and famous people in the city, and so you can imagine Polly felt like she'd landed a bit of a dream job. Or that's how it seemed at the time. After all, some of those customers were, well, quite demanding. You've made me look like a horse. You must redo the portrait at once. Wailed Sir Leonard Knight, an aristocratic young man, who, it has to be said did look a bit horsey between you and me. I try to capture the other, the other true character of my subjects, explained Murdo. Don't you see that to change things are too much will mean your portrait won't look anything like you? I don't care. Change it at once. Wearily, Murdo agreed to make the change. In the end, the portrait looked incredibly handsome, but just nothing like the man in question. It could have been a stranger, in fact. But the customer seemed content. It seemed this happened a lot. Josephine Bandy, who ran a number of the town's coffee shops, was another rather picky customer. She squinted and frowned when her very expensive portrait was unveiled. Oh, it's very nice, but see, you've painted so many freckles. I look like a farmhand. I may as well have commissioned that woman in the courtyard who throws the paints around. Ah, you mean uh, Lilia Smitherman, the abstract artist? Oh, she's very well respected, Murdo pointed out. Yes, well, that as may be, but I want the portrait to look like me. Not a blob of paint or a farm hand. Remove the freckles, please, or I shan't pay. Polly wondered what the problem was exactly. The lady did have freckles. Surely freckles weren't good or bad. And how could she look like a farmhand in the enormous velvet dress she'd chosen to wear in the city? 
She also wondered who Lilius Smitherman was and why the lady said she threw this paint around. After all, paint was pretty expensive. One evening as she tidied up the studio looking at all the paints in progress, she wondered about what made something real. The paintings were realistic, but they weren't, well, real. Not in some ways. Now, Polly had been for some time trying to paint a portrait of herself, and so all these thoughts were in her head as she took a look at her work in progress. I mean, it wasn't bad, she thought. Uh, If someone looked at it, they'd probably guess it was her. But she found that as she gazed in the mirror and back at the canvas, the light, happy feeling that she'd always got from painting was now not there at all. And the eyes in the portrait seemed to blankly stare back at her, as if she was the outline of a drawing. Despite the expensive paints, she didn't feel coloured in at all. On an impulse, she ran from the room, still in her smock, determined to find out much more about the paint-throwing lady. The courtyard wasn't far, and the studio much smaller than Murdo's fine apartments, and it seemed to be lit only by candles. She crept through the open door. Lilius was in the middle of painting something. What it exactly was, was hard to determine. She seemed to be in a sort of trance, smiling and giggling as she used her brush to flick and swish the paint on a large canvas in a mass of red and blacks. She paused to put the tiniest dot of yellow in position in the corner and then seemed to be thinking hard and wiped it out with her hand. It has to be said, she was covered in paint. More than her brushes, even, she stopped suddenly and turned to see Polly in the doorway. Polly, is it? You work for old Murdo, don't you? Polly nodded. He's working you hard, I expect, she said, returning to scrutinising her work thick with oil. Do you like it? she added, pointing at the canvas. Polly had a good look. It was a swirling, spiky sort of painting. It looks quite... I'm not sure. Sad. Oh, quite the contrary, at least for me. But are you sad, dear? Polly said. Work getting you down. Those customers of yours are so demanding, always wanting to look more handsome, more beautiful than they are already, right? Polly nodded and stared at the spiky red and black painting. They want their portraits to be so beautiful, but then nothing looks, well, real, you know? Lilius chuckled to herself as she scooped more pink from a tin and flung it at the canvas. Polly flinched as the drops flew across the room and then giggled too. Lilius wiped her mouth, leaving a trail of pink. Polly had never seen anyone quite like Lilius in her life. It was once famously said that real is never beautiful, said Lilius, without looking at Polly. And what's the point of a false image of something real? Polly wasn't quite sure she understood, but the light and happy feeling she used to get was returning as she surveyed the range of paints in vibrant colours and the splatters and splashes on Lilia's canvas. Lilia's turned and seemed to notice. Polly had a question. But Miss Smitherman, what you're painting isn't real either. You're painting from your imagination. Shouldn't painters try to capture what's there out in nature, not what you are imagining? I disagree on your first point. And I am nature, as are you. Here, I want you to put your hands in the paint and place them on that blank canvas over there. Any colour you like, go. She waved at the open tins and then returned to her daubing. Polly was unsure, but the open tins in a whole rainbow of shades were just too tempting. She took a breath and then plunged her hands into the brightest orange hue. Murdo would have had a fit. 
The paint felt cool and thick and soothing, and raising her hands, it dripped in thick globs. Pressing them onto the canvas, she lifted them to see the prints vibrant in orange. Yes, there was the feeling she used to get, looking at the orange marks. Her own hands, bright and strong on the blazing white, seemed to pull at a feeling of truth inside her more than the careful self-portrait she had painstakingly worked upon. The light, happy feeling in her hands when she painted, there it was on the canvas. Somehow. It wasn't the perfect portrait, but she could see herself clearly reflected back. She felt a surge of the joy she used to get when painting, and found herself laughing and reaching for more of the paint. For the first time in a long while, she felt coloured in, as if she existed in the world, as if she was, well, real too. At length, as the candles burned down, Polly bade Lilius goodnight and thanked her, not least for the paints she used, which Polly knew would have been quite expensive. Lilius said she could come back at any time that Murdo could spare her. She enjoyed the company, and she continued to work for Murdo with realistic portraits that weren't real at all. After all, he was a brilliant painter, and she had a lot to learn. But now and then, she would pay a visit to Lilius's studio. After all, if you could plunge your hands into pots of paints in every hue, wouldn't you? Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of like um kind of furry you know what i mean it's a warm spring day in late march and ever since the leaves have started to come out Roby joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't and also like how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves to find out join us on the conversations curious kids wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> <laughs>